Welcome to Sequel Quest, the podcast that dares to imagine sequels to your favorite films and movie franchises. A journey into the realm of cinematic possibilities. With your hosts, Adam, Jeff, Justin, and Jeremy. Let the adventure begin now. Thank you and welcome back to episode three of the Sequel Quest podcast. Now, on to your intrepid hosts. First up, Adam. Pop quiz, hotshot. You're on lit downloaded a podcast. You're listening to this guy talking in your ear. Will you continue listening for the next 10 seconds or will you shut it off immediately? What will you do? I don't know. What will you do, Jeff? Oh, I groan at that reference. <laughs> and what say ye, Justin? Oh yeah, no, it was good. That was that was a good one. <laughs> yes, we're off to a rip roaring start. All right, this week we have a full house. Everybody is here this week. Justin, Jeff, and yeah. Adam, and myself, the moderator du jour, Jeremy. This week we are bringing back some '90s classics or some of the most hated films of the '90s. Uh, we are going to be speaking on Speed and Speed 2. Cruise Control. Don't forget that. Yeah. If you yeah. didn't know, they made a sequel to Speed. You're sitting in the slow lane. Nice. All right. Nice. What? I missed something. What happened just now? You're in the slow nice. lane. That's what happened. I oh, made a joke. Yeah. Actually, and I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote to forget about Speed 2, Cruise Control, because <laughs> yikes. I don't think I should be hard for you as uh, as set up. Exactly. Hey, hey. Yeah, and wait, hey. wasn't wasn't Mission already accomplished? Wasn't Speed Two on a boat? It's a legit problem. It I take medication. Was. What? Speed Two was on a boat? Like really? Hey, go yeah. from a bus to a boat. It's it's oh. like a, it's like a sea bus, right? That's what they should have called it. Shouldn't even it's Speed, speed Two. Should've speed been... Two. Sea bus. Sea bus. Like wait, how big was the boat? It was, were it was were like they a, smuggling hey. in Cubans oh, or what? I've not seen it. The best. I, I, I recently experienced this film about four hours ago, and let me tell you, never say I didn't sacrifice anything for this podcast, because that was a rough two hours of my life. Well, wait, are you talking about the first one or the second one? The second one. The first one's brilliant. The second one, oh, oh. Oh, boy. Okay. Because okay. I got to say, when I was watching the first one, not four hours ago, uh, <laughs> I was watching the first one. When it started out with, like, the, like, hyper-stylized intro where they're, like, going down the elevator, and I was like, oh, no, do I remember this good, but it's going to be really awful and cheesy? And then I got into it, and I was like, no, this is really solid. It was a really solid, the original, of course, of course, not talking about the sequel. It's just, I want to say that again. Yeah, nobody Sorry. really wants to talk about the sequel, and that's why we're here. Since we've already gotten into it, let's just dive into the fan zone. Yeah. At this point, we're going to take a few minutes and discuss our own reactions to the original and to the horrible sequel on a boat. And let's just roll with it. Adam. All right. Well, uh, now I, I was 12 and 15 when these movies came out. So I, I did not see them in theaters. I could not uh, qualify to buy the R-rated ticket. Uh, but 
That being said, the buzz around the first one, at least, was kind of inescapable. Speed was just, you know... Everybody was talking about it nonstop, and I and I did, uh, you know, the the first one everybody remembers it for being awesome. The second one, obviously, was we talked about being ridiculously awful. Um, I did eventually catch the original in the edited TV version at a friend's house, um, and really the only scenes I remembered were the the shoot the hostage conversation uh, with Jeff Daniels, and then uh, Keanu's potty mouth, just his his catchphrase being like, "Oh, okay, so that's your catchphrase that could ever be." uttered again and i have been trying to think <laughs> what 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 did they change that to in in the the tv version i, I mean I'd, I'd love to go back and listen to that edit again it's just like forget me or what what would Probably. it be you know fun Probably. me like I, I think it'd be hilarious if you just said fun me uh, <laughs> fun me <laughs> fun, fun me uh actually if they were doing it today he'd probably say friend me on Facebook, no, but um, <laughs> now I, I, so I honestly like I'm not a fan of either of these movies, although I'm I'm generally aware of them just because they are such a part of pop culture. Wait, um, what? Not either one. Not I, I honestly like I just it wasn't my style of film. Like right, I, it doesn't like, seem to be up your alley. Yeah, like a, a straight ahead action film like like that like generally wasn't something I I was consuming in my youth, and it's kind of continued throughout uh, my life. So even now, you don't like it now. Well, like yeah, well, I mean it's it's I I could see elements of it which are interesting, you know, but at the same time, I'm like. I don't know. There's no characters in this movie. I mean, there are, but there's, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's not an arc for anybody. I'm just watching right. these people in a situation. Now, I will tell you this. I I listened to a, another awesome podcast in preparation. Uh, it, it's a podcast that's called I Was There Too, hosted by Matt Gorley. It's on the Wolf Pop Network. It's great. And in one of his earlier episodes, he actually interviewed the people who were on the bus that were essentially oh, extras, but the tr- what we found out through the course of the podcast is the original version of the film was about the people on the bus. Like it was an ensemble movie where they were all had different skills and they banded together to save the day. And wow. then all of a sudden, Keanu Reeves came on board and Sandra Bullock, and the director just changed it. He's like, "No, we're going to make it their movie." So they said they were constantly just getting rewrites as the, as the shoot was getting closer and closer <laughs> to where they just had fewer and fewer lines and less and less to do. And they're like, "Oh." Okay, so we were hired as actors, and now we're essentially glorified extras. I was yeah. like, oh, wow. So the one guy that pulls a gun on him on the bus at that one point, he had, like, a whole story he arc. He did. He tells, he tells his story, actually. Like, he had, wow. a, he had a wife and, like, all this backstory stuff. He was, a, he was <laughs> a jealous guy, and they saw on TV. The wife was on TV. There was, like, all sorts of stuff going on well, in the you script. You know what? Originally. I saw all of that in that moment. I just want him to oh, know yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Oh, he read it. In that one line, stop yeah. the bus. That's all he yeah. Oh, dude. Family, TV, got it all. But yeah, so I, I think, you know, when we hear from you guys, we're going to hear the fan perspective. I'm definitely the outsider for this episode on Speed. All right, Justin, where do you sit on this movie? I, ashamed of Adam. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, I mean, this was, again, one of the movies, definitely, I remember that Jeff and I watching this movie over and over and over again as kids. This was like, I think this was, might have been the first one that like the whole summer that was like all I did was watch this movie. Um, but I haven't seen it since. And so watching it again, like I said, um, watching that intro 
was uh, was scary because the panning down the elevator was just like, oh, no, this is going to be so cheesy and so bad. Not like I remember it. And it was great. I mean, to to Adam's defense, it, there is not a ton of character development or anything. Um, Jeff Daniels, I think, does just such a great job. And the fact that his name is Harry. Just like it is in Dumb and Dumber. Oh, oh I amazing! Didn't even make that connection, yeah, wow. amazing. I don't amazing. think we're supposed to make that connection. <laughs> you no, know, you're not. It's it's, it's an alternate universe. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. After after his after his harrowing experience, you know, with with the the bomber and everything else, with Dennis Hopper, he's traumatized. He well, he, went nuts. he dies in the movie. So, well, they they brought yeah. it, but they brought it back. Brain dead, resurrection. I think it'd be the other way around because he seemed younger when he was in Dumb and Dumber. Ah, but anyway. Okay. anyway, my turn. Yes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was all I really had to say. <laughs> I, I loved it. Jeff, go for it. So yeah, for me, I mean, kind of like with Justin, although instead of it being. Because usually for me, I find that very rarely, other than maybe 80s cartoon shows, I apologize, Adam, because I know that's more your app, by the way, but um, other than 80s cartoon shows, usually I find that I don't like remember it being awesome, and then as an adult, I think it's lame. It's usually more, I think it's great as a kid, and then I have a whole new appreciation as an adult. The interesting thing about Speed is that, like, that does not happen. Like, I thought it was awesome as a kid, and I think it's awesome as an adult for the exact same reasons. Because it's everything that you don't like about it, I think, Adam, is that it's not supposed to have character development. It's not supposed to be, like, it's supposed to be exactly what it is. It's supposed to be a thrill-a-minute, you know, action-adventure where it's just, like... Keanu has nothing but cheesy lines and we love it. That's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be nothing, you know, nothing but that. And the cool thing I think from the first movie, what I love so much about it, and that I, you know, I just watched it a couple of days ago to refresher as a refresher, but is that um, unlike a lot of other action movies that can get very formulaic, I think one of the things that's so captivated people about speed was the tempo and the momentum. That from the very like word go, the very like Justin was saying, opening credits, you're seeing these elevators and people that you don't know get on this elevator and a bomb goes off and like boom, like right off the bat. We we don't know who Keanu Reeves is, we don't know who we don't know who any of these characters are, and we don't care. It's just action. And then the slowest part is probably the five minutes where they get their medals, but then right after that, then a bus blows up, and then there's action, and then after that, they're on a subway, and then there's action. It's just boom, 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 boom. And there's this momentum that grabs you and like pulls you in as a, as a film, which then, now seeing Speed 2, I think that's one of the things that they lost, is there is no momentum in Speed 2. It's one of the slowest movies I've ever seen, and they're on a giant, slow-moving boat that's going like 15 knots, which I don't know how fast that is, but it doesn't look very fast in the movie. It's not. Mm. <laughs> yeah, now, now I, I will say like the, the one thing I'll say for the first speed film is Keanu and Sandra Bullock. They, they do have a great chemistry like there, you know, that relationship, even though it's kind of shallow, like, and obviously at the beginning of speed two, we find out it did not last. Um, like, like, no but her way. and Robert Patrick in, in the second one are oh, just, oh, I mean, it's just, you just don't want to see them together on screen <laughs> at all. This so was like, let's keep them as separated as we can, you know? So speed one def- definitely is uh, keeping that, that uh, thing, that relationship alive. And I think a special thing too, and I mean, that's, that's kind of like where they just Fox just really hit gold in all ways is that they had a, a, not unknown, but a like 
fresh face in Keanu Reeves had done like Bill and Ted's and Point Break, but he wasn't a big time guy. And Sandra Bullock, which I think had done one movie, and this movie like catapulted them to stardom, where it was just like, oh my gosh, like you couldn't see enough of Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves after this movie. And so they really like everything just hit just right. And Dennis Hopper was allowed to just be Dennis Hopper, you know? Yeah. No, no muss, no fuss, just be crazy. A little crazy. Be a little nuts, Dennis Hopper, like you normally are in every movie we see you in. (laughs) Now on to the main premise, The Pitch. Jeff, start us off. Okay, so for me, uh, again, and I kind of came up with this pitch even before I fully watched uh, Speed 2, because for me, and again, unlike Adam, I'm a big fan of action movies, and I think what I love so much about Speed was the freshness of that tempo and that momentum. So for me personally, I felt like that was the thing that needed to be captured in the sequel um, as opposed to the exact same formula of we need another bus or another something that is has to go above 50 miles an hour or something like that. So um, I kind of got some of my inspiration from um, uh, Die Hard, where I think Die Hard was real fresh, Die Hard 2 was not, and then Die Hard 3 they took in a whole different direction and it was great. So that's kind of, you might see some some similarities. So anyway, opening sequence that I see. I tried to go a little bit more in depth because I know Adam always goes crazy in depth on these. Uh, Opening sequence is people getting on and off of a subway. As the subway train is pulling away from the station, you see a little light or like something on a a timer bomb sort of a thing um, going on uh, that like pops on. And the subway train starts accelerating and uh, goes up to a station and blows right through the station, and it just keeps accelerating and accelerating and accelerating, and um, the uh, controller can't control it and everything like that. So then the cops get called, and of course, who are they going to call? They're going to call Jack Travers. So Keanu Reeves, Jack Travers, is called to miraculously come down a manhole, and he has to jump onto the train from the top, get into there finds the device he's working on it and he can't like he can't quite figure out how to disarm it but there's got to be a line where it's got to be something about like oh if only harry like i don't know because harry died so there's like harry would know how to do this so he's working on it he can't disarm it and then it's coming to the end of the line and he's just like okay everybody to the back blah, blah, we're gonna crash ball but before it gets there the train stops itself and nobody knows why So then it goes back to the precinct. They're kind of figuring it out. He gets a phone call, or a phone call comes into the precinct, which says, I kind of like it starting off with pop quiz, which kind of creates that throwback where you're like, what? And so it's something along the lines of pop quiz. There are 10 bombs set to go off the city, around the city at exactly 12 p.m. What do you do? And so then he would say, like, you know, I'd want to know where they are. And he said, like, okay. And then the caller on the phone would say this is the way that it works when a bomb is diffused i will it will tell you the address of the next bomb but if anyone other than you disarms it then they will all blow and then it's kind of like wait but what about what the first bomb is at this office building click so then he has to go race he's racing across town he goes to the first office building and he finds that the bomb is underneath the desk of uh annie uh, Sandra Bullock. So they have this really awkward reunion because apparently they broke up, but she's there and blah, blah, blah. So he has to go in there. He disarms the bomb that's under Annie's desk. Um, when he disarms it, he gets another address. And the address that he gets, Annie goes, wait a minute, 
that's my house. So then she tags along because they're going to Annie's house. So he goes to the second bomb and he has to disarm it, blah, blah, blah. Then he gets a third bomb and it's also something that's connected to Annie. So then she kind of ends up getting kind of dragged along with this sort of a thing. Um, Along the way, somehow, I hadn't worked out the exact details, but somehow Jack starts getting phone calls from the bomber where he is saying, like, the train was just a test, and it's all about you, Jack. I, like, I really wanted you. And, like, Jack's asking him, like, why are you doing this? He's like, and he just kind of gives him no real answer, just like, you know, just to have something to do or just whatever, whatever. He's really evasive. And every time the camera shows the phone, the, the person on the phone, all you see is their mouth. You don't actually see who this person is. So after, like, the third bomb is disarmed, uh, Jack starts asking why, what's going on, what's the big thing, and then he figures out that there is this big shipment of, I just thought diamonds, I don't know if there was something fancier, guns is too angry, just something expensive, big shipment of diamonds that it must be that he's planning on getting these, and this is all a distraction from this. So this kind of continues on, then Jack finds a way to actually get to the shipment of diamonds, but then when he gets there, he finally realizes there needs to be some other hook, like there's a bomb there or something like that, but he finds out that there's, it's not actually the bombs, the 10 bombs around the city, it's not actually the diamonds either. All of it is actually a plot to try and get revenge on Jack himself, and so Finally, the big confrontation happens. Jack, like, gets it down and finally finds the bomber. And the bomber turns out to be a horribly burned Jeff Daniels, who didn't die but blames all of his injuries on Jack. And so he's been the one trying to get his revenge through all of these bombs trying to kill Jack. So then, of course, the ending has to be this huge, big whatever, whatever. I kind of thought maybe as an homage to the second one, because they're already down at the docks with the diamonds, that there could be a boat crash and a giant bomb and explosion, blah, blah, blah. And then the movie ends with Annie and Jack reconnecting and making out. Wow, that is a <laughs> twist. Yeah, no, I, Of course, making out, obviously. No, of course, yeah. that's got to happen. Yeah, you got it. Dude, that's awesome. That was great. So 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 you know I, I see what you were talking about a little bit like with the Die Hard with a Vengeance type vibe to it yeah and then but but I you know and I I saw it coming I was like it's got to be Harry but I think that's what's exciting is everybody's gonna assume and then maybe you're thinking well maybe it's not you know like there but then it is and you're like oh there he is you know so nice. I was like a Dennis Hopper's kid. (laughs) Well, I thought about it because, again, that's the diehard thing. Yeah. It was was his brother. Simon Uh, says. But the one thing, and the sad thing is, the best one that I could come up with, my first idea, has already been done. That I thought the coolest thing for a sequel to Speed would have been Crank. Where if you guys have seen that movie where he's he's pumped full of adrenaline. But it's it's been done. So I'm like, oh. I apologize if I just rained on anybody else's parade but no 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 i that's not what i wrote down but like okay. I, I was just like speed yes the drug oh it would have been oh but again <laughs> it's been done okay yeah. adam adam what's yours well jeff here's the great news <gasps> my my sequel my version of it's speed a page and a half is uh is absolutely inspired by crank <laughs> oh, <there we> go. <laughs> 
So there we are. We were right on the same wavelength there. So yeah. now, and I have not seen the Crank films. I am just aware of them, and I did think it was an awesome premise. But now, like I said, not being a fan of these films, I don't have like a particular connection to the continuity of it all. So like you did a great job like pulling in, okay, this is how they get back together because actually that would be wonderful. Mine is mine does have some connections, but very kind of tangential. Um, mine is called Speed 3 Sound Machine. And uh, so basically, <laughs> here's how it goes. Get ready for this. Yeah. All right. So Rodrigo Santos is an ex-Marine who has embraced life as a DJ in dance clubs to escape the horrors he saw in combat. So he, he's yes. taken on the DJ name of Rod Rapido XL, and his style <laughs> of dropping beats makes him hit the hit of the Miami club scene. Now, what I'm saying here is I don't know anything about like the action film genre, and I also don't know anything about being a dj so i said scene. but there's gotta be the miami club scene. <laughs> or the miami club scene absolutely so to me i'm just like i'm gonna take everything that i don't like and everybody else probably loves and i'm gonna put this into a movie <laughs> so here's how it goes so rod rapido xl's signature moment in his djing you know tenure uh, tenure let me go over that again so Rod Rapido XL's signature moment, like throughout his his gigs, is that he goes out onto the dance floor and he can control his sound table from a tablet. So he's down there and he always dances with a hot girl. So in this particular club, there's this bartender named Kayla who he has like the hots for. So he always calls her out and they have their moment and he's controlling the sound table and changing the music to do his wooing of her. And now Rod's brother, Daniel, he fell into a life of drug dealing after he was discharged from the army due to an injury. And he's now gotten into hot water with a local drug lord named Titan because he's having an, uh, a love affair with Titan's number one girl, this gal named Maxie. So nice. they are kind of, you know, he... he Basically, uh, Rod and Daniel meet up at the club, and Rod is kind of telling him, you know, chastising him for his dangerous lifestyle. He's like, you're walking in a mild field, bro. Take it from a guy who knows. One wrong step and it's over. You know, just like cheesy lines like that. Now, Daniel challenges Rod, saying he's just running away from his fears and responsibilities. He's like, I'm not listening to you. So he leaves the club after he gets a text from Maxie saying, come meet me in my apartment. Now, from the DJ booth, Rod notices that Titan and his entourage are coming into the club, and it's clear they're looking for Daniel. So uh, Rod is trying to run and get out to you know, get in touch with his brother, but he gets captured by Titan and his men, and they see that Rod managed to get a text out to Daniel you know, telling him to run. So Rod is informed that Titan has all of his dealers equipped with a tracking chip so no one can make off with his inventory or kind of start their own uh, deal on the side. And the chip has an additional feature of monitoring heartbeats so he can tell when someone's lying to him. So he's just kind of this, you know, insecure, psycho uh, drug lord guy. So 
he also considers himself a romantic and he believes that Daniel has soiled Maxie by being this liar, this cheater and all this stuff. So he shows Rod that Maxie is actually dead by his hand. And, and so uh, Titan had killed Maxie. So now he's like, I must defend her honor and kill Daniel because he caused me to do this. So Rod has interfered. So now he has to play the game too. So Rod's given the heart monitoring device and told to plug it into his sound table. And Titan informs him that he must keep the beat of his songs matching Daniel's beats per minute on his, uh, his heart monitor. <laughs> With a variation no longer than two minutes or a bomb is going to blow up the club and they'll be able to find Daniel because they're tracking him and they will assassinate him. Because Rod Rapido XL has brought so much business to the club that's actually owned by Titan, he informs him that he says, you know what? I'm going to spare Daniel and I'll give you a chance, you know, until 5 a.m. If you can keep up this game, then you're in good shape. If you call the police, anything else, all bets are off. I blow the club. So Titan... Leaves two goons behind, but Rod manages to, you know, disable them using his military training. He goes on the hunt for Daniel himself to try to save him. And he can control and monitor the sound table from his tablet, right? So he's got that with him and he's on the run, keeping the party going. And while he's watching, you know, Daniel's heartbeat, who is on the run (laughs) himself, right? So it's back and forth. So really the music is playing an integral part in everything, you know, like it's it's, it's totally uh, keeping the, the pace of the film going. Um, and so of course throughout the film you know he's encountering different thugs different people that get in his way and you know there's moments you know the, the tablet or the phone gets knocked out of his hand and now he's got to get to it make sure that everything's in good shape now at one point when he does get separated from his from his device um, and he realizes that he has lost the ability to control the mixing board then he has to call Kayla at the club and get her up there and, and sh- tell her what's going on. So she's now, you know, running, running his board and all of that. And finally it ends with a showdown. It's at the Miami shoreline. It's 5. AM Titan has Daniel. He's finally captured him and he tells Rod, he's not going to honor the deal. He's going to kill Daniel. He's going to blow up the club. He's going to collect the insurance money. You know, Rod puts up a fight against Titan, you know, takes out the rest of his bodyguards he disables the detonator and finally gets him at gunpoint. And then Titan is using Daniel as a human shield. So Rod kind of has his shoot the hostage moment. And he fires a bullet through Daniel's leg, which then you know kind of freaks out Titan. He runs off and jumps into his sports car, takes off into traffic. And just as he's, you know, his erratic merging into traffic, he gets smashed by a city bus and he is killed. And then... At the end of the film, Kayla shows up, uh, you know, to pick up Daniel and Rod, drive him to the hospital, and where they introduce her to her mom, who happens to be there, who is Sandra Bullock. So anyway, nice. kind of random. She's just there at the end. I was all over the place with this one, but I obviously there's the crank influences and all of that. But Adam, I love, I absolutely love that no matter what happens in this movie, he's able to keep the party going. <laughs> That's what it's all about. I, and I think that's really cool about the the music, like the music pays an integral yeah. part. That's that's really important for a speed movie. You gotta like keep that energy and keep that pace going. So right, yeah, because I because I was just throwing around a lot of ideas. I was like speed of sound, speed of thought, speed of you know information, right. and then uh, I what just kind like, of speed? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I I agree that the the music part of it, like that that I can kind of I can visualize, or I guess 
I don't know, not visualize, audioize. Audioize, yeah. Yeah. That and the, yeah, that would be a cool. Because you're right, and that's the thing too that I noticed about the second movie is the first one almost clicheic. Dun 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 was everywhere. Like it was every second of the movie had that in, in it. In the second movie, there was none of that. So to have yeah. that music that really adds to that rising action and the suspense. So and then connecting it, yeah, to the tempo. And I could just see as the tempo, like as the you know the action is heating up then the tempo of the music is, yeah. All right, Agreed. Justin, let's hear your take. <laughs> All right. Um, so I had a few different ideas, actually, this time. I think if they actually did speed again today, that it would just be like a reboot, basically like Point Break. But uh, I don't want to tell the story of speed again, so I did something else. Um, but my other idea uh, was kind of weird. Uh, I was like, uh, Keanu and Bullock's kid's school bus gets hijacked. Then they get to a fast car, then a plane, then space travel. Then they hit the fourth dimension, a la Interstellar. It ends weird. Good, good. That shows promise. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so there was that one. And then and then the, the other one. Uh, so Harry, Jeff Daniels' daughter, is – and I. so I always go with the, like, it's being done today because right. that, to me, always is the most interesting. But anyway, so this is, like, if it were made today, something I think would be cool. Uh, Harry Jeff Daniels' daughter is an FBI agent in L.A. with a great life. Helen has a husband and two kids and recently had a big arrest. She put a guy in prison for an attempted hostage situation that she solved. That would probably be the opening scene of the movie. Uh, the new high-speed rail system from L.A. to San Francisco has just been built, and her family can't wait to take it to see their grandma. But she has to stay back. But she has to stay back to work on the case. Uh, she has a hunch there's more to it than just this guy she put in prison. After the family takes off, Helen gets sent a video of her family on the train with the text "bomb on train." When it stops, it blows up throughout the video. Uh, she immediately turns her attention to this new problem. The first hurdle the FBI faces is that the station for the first stop along the route is not meant to be sped through. There is a last-minute evacuation of that station since they only find out about the bomb itself in time to make the call. Uh, the second hurdle they go through is a faulty rail on the track, and it's not clear if it's been tampered with or anything. Uh, she tries everything, but at the last minute, her husband has to detach the back half of the train to save the front half because, you know, there's a button for that. Uh, Helen then gets on the train through an access panel on the top after being dropped off by a plane. That works, right? And is about to save the day when we finally meet who is behind all of this. It's Jack, Keanu Reeves. Uh, the guy she put in prison was a patsy he was using. Turns out that the stress of the job finally got to Jack somewhere along the way. He always did the craziest things to save people and therefore lost a lot of those people. Uh, he was fired after losing it on the job too many times. And we find out that he's been on the train the whole time and that he wasn't hoping that he would survive. Instead, the money that he was going to get for this whole thing was set up to go to his family since he's never been able to support them. And in the end, Helen saves the day but loses some of the money in the exchange, possibly on purpose. Wow. Yeah. That was, yeah. Keanu like going that. bad on us. So yeah, in other words. Only, that, that would be my only hesitation is that like another – like. If it wasn't Keanu Reeves, I'd be like, yes, but could Keanu pull that off? I. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Can Keanu pull off Dennis Harper? Dennis Hopper? I don't know. Has he, has he ever played a villain? I mean, can we think of a role where he, is, he has had anything close to that? I'm it, just... it well, he was, 
the devil's son and the devil's advocate. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it does not. I mean, I like your idea, Jeff. Make it hairy. Make it, make it his, her, wow, make it her own father. Ooh. There you go. That would be a twist. Okay. That's up. Be a twist. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so that's. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, obviously, that obviously my... mine is out the window. I understand that as we get into the, the final pitch <laughs> no. segment here. Well, the tough part, yeah, the, the tough part with yours, Adam, that I, I kept thinking was the connection, where it's just like, right. why is this a speed movie? And I mean, you you did the Sandra Bullock reference, which it's almost like if you did that at the beginning, you, then okay, like you'd get your speed fans on board, and you're like, oh, it's Speed Three, okay, and even if it goes a completely different direction. Yeah, well, and and I I I really took that idea, like I was just saying, you know, uh, uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, Vin Diesel just shows up right at the end. I was like, yeah, it's a Fast and Furious movie. There's Vin Diesel right there. You know, it's so like so that's what I was thinking. You can get away with it. Come on, you know, just throw Sandra Bullock there at the end. But no, I know Did, what you're saying. Didn't nobody like Tokyo Drift? Hey, that's a great film. <laughs> I was, I've never Let seen no one it. speak ill was... of Tokyo Drift. All right. Yeah, it was all right. Wait, so, it it so... was just out of time, like the timeline, so it didn't exactly connect. Mm. But since they've brought it back around, yeah. like it actually makes some sense as to why right. it's there. Yeah, and the character Wait, of so Han they, they was They brought it back the around because they, they brought that character back in, right? That main dude. But didn't he die? Paul Walker? No, no, Han. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, Han. Yeah, yeah. No, Han. Yeah. No, 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 the main dude from Tokyo Drift. The oh, Lucas, the blue Lucas Black. Lucas character. Black. Yeah, that no, guy. Did, he's still but alive. Didn't they kill him in the last movie? No, 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 no. He stayed in Tokyo. Oh, okay. Right, yeah, never mind. he's never mind. Never mind. He's under contract for like the next three movies. There's more. Oh, but also, yeah. who cares? Because in that series, they bring exactly. people back all the time. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But uh, but the thing I, was, I, doesn't matter. He's like, a zombie. Great. I do think that one as we're as we're kind of breaking these down. I do like for me, and again, because I'm an action fan. I love a good a good Arnold movie. I love the Rambo's. I love that that sort of stuff. And I kind of mm. feel like, and again, like that's the thing that made Speed at the same time unique as at the same time universally applicable. I guess is the fact that it wasn't formulaic, but at the same time it was. Like you look at like Die Hard. One of the keys with Die Hard is you had to have like John McClane, who's the hero, and he's the good guy that you want to root for, and you blah 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 blah. And you gotta have a villain with gravitas, you know. You gotta have Hans Gruber. You gotta have you know Alan Rickman. And then again, they hit gold again when they had Jeremy Irons. In between, yeah. they had Michael Ironside. No, 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 no. So it's the same thing where it's just like, <laughs> especially when we get into casting, we can talk about that. But I feel like that's a big key for a good, solid action movie is you got to have a villain that you love to hate. And that's just like not yeah. only the actor, but also the character. So like as we're talking about, you know, if we're turning Harry into a villain, okay, like, you know, Jeff Daniels and the character of Harry and whatever, even turning Jack into a villain. Like I said, other than my hesitations about Keanu Reeves, the actor, Jack as a character definitely had enough flaws that one could exp like exploit. I was even yeah, thinking right? like with your with your one, Adam, like when you're talking about Tit Titan was his name, right? Yeah. I was picturing what's that guy's name? The little guy who was, uh, I don't know if any of you guys watched Breaking Pitbull. Bad. Well, Pitbull. No, but he was <laughs> the first bad guy in Breaking Bad. He was, um, um, gosh, I can't remember that guy's name. Uh, Tulo. Tulo, yes. Yeah. He's that guy who was in every action movie in the 90s, and but he's just kind of like this little Mexican guy who's just kind of like, 
gets in your face and like he would be an interesting choice for something like that because you gotta have a big villain we just jump right into it. Everything's <laughs> been flowing so naturally okay. right now. So, so when I when I kind of hear um, both your pitches, like what I what I see is like we have the twist of characters that were formerly the you know heroic, and now they've been damaged, and now they're moving into you know this realm of we you know we kind of have a new hero possibly if if we go with with Harry's daughter, or we say that. That Jack is 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 the character who's still cracked. at it. Yeah, and, he, and he's cracked. Or or is he, as in Jeff's premise, he's still doing what he was doing twenty odd years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like he's still at it, uh, being taking risks and just being reckless. And I guess again, if we're gonna go with Dahard, you know, John McClane has done the same thing, and he's just a superhero at this point where he could do anything. Um, yeah. But but I I like. I like the idea of having. I I, I just I think to, back to Jeff's point. I don't think Keanu could pull off the villain thing. So I like the idea of, <laughs> yeah. of he's back as the hero. We do have the reuniting with Sandra Bullock under different circumstances because again, it was brought up in Speed Two. They broke up, and then you can have that awkward thing. I love yeah. that. Um, but and then what I like is the idea. I think Harry's daughter should be in it, but I think she should kind of be a suspect. Like on, on some level, like she's factored in because maybe we're not thinking Harry throughout the whole thing. Maybe we're thinking his daughter and then it does turn out to be him and she's innocent. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, and I think a key so we to... Do, so this is something that we're doing now. It's being shot today. Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay, right. cool. Yeah, well, that's totally. what I think. Because I, I feel like today, and I, and I thought a lot about that too, where like I feel like today, like with both Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock, I mean like Sandra Bullock just, just did Gravity, and Keanu Reeves, like they can still pull off action. I mean they're not going to be, like Adam said, some of the ridiculous stuff that Keanu did in the first movie, like I don't, uh, uh, putting him under a bus and everything like that, maybe, I don't know, but I, I feel like they shouldn't be excluded, you know, like, like Justin was saying, like that we need to reboot. That might make sense, but I don't think we have to. I think, yeah, we could do it today. Well, well, what uh, if, what if, what if Keanu is back, Jack? Let's we'll call him by his character name. So Jack, Jack, Jack is yeah. is still the hero. And what if Harry's daughter is his partner? And that's kind of like there's a little bit that. of a relationship there. Yeah, that'd be cool. Right. And she's the one that like helps him with the bombs. Like she's basically steps in for Harry's character or mm-hmm. something like that. Right. That'd be cool. I love. I love because it was one thing that I know like 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 you. Well, and, and let me throw this at, at you, Justin, specifically because I love the idea of the bullet train, especially because it's something like that is topical. It's something that mm-hmm. people maybe know about that is not too far from reality right now. Um, right. And it's that it's a perfect connection with speed, and this is a speed train. But right. I was really nervous about like. I felt like, you know, you didn't want to, I, I didn't want to go back to that well of, well, we had a bus that couldn't slow down and then we had a subway that couldn't slow down that we didn't want to overdo it. But it's just like, but I love that. Like, how can we do both of those, you think? Can we still? I mean, you can have it be in L. I mean, it's set in L.A., so you could have it be in L.A. and you could have that be the final chase. I mean, that, you could have, yeah. you would still have the bombs throughout the city and that be like how he's trying to get away is hopping on that new train. And that could be like, you know, throughout the at the beginning they're watching tv and there's an advertisement for the new train and they're finding the third bomb and they pass by a billboard for the new train and so that's like planted throughout the film as something that's going to be coming up 
Yeah. Um, now, my, that's, yeah. I mean, that's a big action set piece right there too. Exactly. If that train blows up or yeah. rails yeah. or, I mean, that's your classic. I mean, I will, I will say my, my only concern was just thinking of the ending of the first film which was, you know, like you said, it was a subway essentially, but it was, it, it were kind of like rehashing that concept of it. So, so I didn't know. I mean, True. is is there any other? I mean, we know we're not going with a boat. What we, about? We don't want to do an airplane, or is there some type of aerial uh, thing? But that, see, that's really again. Hard I feel like that's with. that's going in the. But like, oh, it's 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 not physically possible, is it? It would be so wonderful. Is there any theoretical way that we could have the two of them, Jack and Harry, fighting on top of the bullet train? Is that physically possible? <laughs> I'll, uh, Mission Impossible? Or the Wolverine. Or James Bond. James Bond. It's been done. Like, yeah, you could do it well. You can't fight on top of a normal train. How do you fight on top of a bullet train? I don't... <laughs> it would be awesome if we could figure out a way, like they have magnetic shoes or something. That would be really awesome. And then to be it is now officially like, a Bond film. Oh yeah, yeah. and we have something where Keanu then like you know he has his line and then maybe he jumps off it somehow and he has a parachute or somebody I don't know how he would he would do something like that and then Harry would turn around and then like ah and that would be the explosion where it would crash because yeah. then that would be different than the like it just can't slow down. Right. I, I mean, I definitely think if the end of the movie is on that bullet train, that bullet train is is crashing and blowing oh, up. Gotta... And yeah, it's it's going to be a huge mess. Okay. And we're going to eat popcorn the, while we watch it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the other element I want to yeah. add then is then can we because like uh, when I look at it, like I'm also getting a tinge of golden eye. You know, it's definitely like kind of that golden eye relationship type thing that they have in a way. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, right. But but my thought is, again, because I, I just I still love the idea of having the daughter in there as like an integral part of it. So what if at the end, you know, it's not, you know, Keanu doesn't kill Harry or he doesn't blow him up, but it's the daughter that has to make the choice, Ooh. essentially, you know, to to kill her father again, who she thought was dead type thing to save the lives of all these other people and and she's also you know because obviously throughout the film if they're partners she's building that relationship with jack throughout even though like i i have to believe at some point again because she's is suspect in his mind when he starts like getting a connection to harry but maybe he's he's dead so he's not assuming it's harry and so maybe he like gets her fired or something happens or she just pulls herself out of it from being his partner maybe so there's like that moment but then she does come back at the end to save him essentially she's there you know to, Dude, to help I with that think actually to piggyback off of what you're saying i think she does come back and i think that when she comes back she comes back under the guise of helping but she's actually been on harry's side the whole time yeah. and helps him escape what if and yeah. they get away but what we if, don't see we don't know that until the end we think he's dead but okay. at the very end oh, we see the two bad. of them post credit scene there we yeah, go sure <laughs> for the for the third the fourth yeah my, my first thought and then as soon as my 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 brain thinks the thought i immediately reject it because of christopher nolan but my first thought is like what if she's the big bad guy and so harry is actually working for her but then i go back to how upset i was after seeing uh, uh batman or dark knight rises where the bad guy turned out to be the daughter, and it was like, really? Come on. Yeah. So I kind of like, because that, that would be my, yeah, that well, along those same lines, is that even if we're going through the plot, where if the bad guy, the bomber, is Harry, 
and Jack's partner is Harry's daughter, does she know that he's alive? And like, cause then that changes, like maybe she does. And then when it's revealed, that's when like Jack can never trust her again, but then he has, she has to come back and save the day or this is a shock. She's like, Dad, you're alive, and oh, you've been gone for 20 years, and blah, 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 blah. And well, I think she plays it off, man. She totally plays it. She That's what we as an audience think, and that's what she how she plays her role. But then at the end, she's known he's been, she's been a part of the plan the whole time. Yeah, like I, I don't think she's the boss. She's not the mastermind behind it. It's still Harry. She's in on it. But 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 I but I do like I do like that idea of you know that she yeah she's faking like the reveal and she can't believe it and and again so because it just keeps putting the doubt in Jack's mind but it's putting the doubt in the audience's mind like things that we're we're kind of assuming oh she must be involved and then she really plays it like she's not and there's just there's a constant back and forth to the end but the other person we're leaving out of this then is what is sandra bullock doing throughout okay. the rest of this film and so what is annie's character uh contributing to the she, story she became an astronaut and went into space <laughs> there you go. well it's kind of like well, yeah, and that is kind of that is the one difficult thing. Well, actually, not necessarily, because I mean, like that was the interesting thing in Speed, where you know, like Harry, I guess, was his partner, but he like bail, like Harry was never around during the whole thing. He was at the precinct, and then so it's like, because for me, you know, like with the the where I said about how it's all connected to Annie, like all of these bombs that he's following, so she just kind of gets hooked on along. If it's the three of them, like. I, uh, I don't do we want the three of them cavorting around like would that be entertaining or would that cut honestly down i on think the chemistry? I, I say you cut annie out of the cut annie out of it and make it about uh jack and harry and harry's daughter well, maybe one of the bombs does hurt her so she ends up in the hospital at a certain point but that ups the stakes for jack sort I, of like he's more intent on stopping whoever's you know behind right. it type thing. i i would all almost say like take her out like yeah finish it i think if she's part of the movie if she's a tiny part of the movie then that's gonna be like a big disappointment to fans but if you just yeah. take her out don't put her in the advertisements don't put her in anything then people aren't gonna they're gonna be like oh sandra bullock's on it but it looks cool anyway you know right. well no Except i meant i meant take her out with a bomb like oh, just oh. finish her oh wow okay so and, you and that's one of the that's one of the things that would tie in how Jack is emotionally involved in this situation. And that's why he's kind of suspecting like his partner because Annie's been kind of hidden away or something and almost like taken, like she disappears, loses contact. And then the trail of bombs or the trail of clues leads to him finding her remains or something like dark twisted, well, now, Jeremy, you used the word emotion again. Can Keanu Reeves pull this off? Well, but he's <laughs> like that's—he's not supposed to. It's Thank kind you, of that whole thing it's, that he's supposed to like. That's just his character. It's all inside. Just shell shocked. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He just is grumpy or whatever. But like, I don't. <laughs> he just I, gets grumpy. He's grumpy. Somebody killed my girlfriend. For me, oh, terrible. For me, I'm I kind of feel like. I don't know. I feel like one of as cheesy as it is, but it's just like in an action movie, like we kind of want to see the hero get the girl. And like, especially with the speed movie, like them kissing at the end, like I feel like that's a big because the one thing like about eliminating her entirely and I don't mean eliminating like killing her, but like her not being in it. 
I'm really nervous that that was one of the major mistakes they made with Speed 2, was that they only got one of them. And it's just like, uh, like, I mean, you're right. I totally get what you're saying about, like, not teasing and just not having her in there. Like, what if instead, like, kind of doing both of those, where, well, no, the first and the, whatever, uh, where you, <laughs> like, something happens to her at the beginning where she's either injured maybe we all think she's killed maybe something like that and then at the end like harry has her on the train and so keanu has to rescue her and fight harry to save the day wait or so, maybe so she, she disappears would... or something like that i don't think she gets hurt but maybe she disappears so, and she well, resurfaces at the end of the movie as a hostage so she yeah. would she would come out of the hospital or... wielding a 50 cal and shooting down drones no like no, all no. of the rock. Yeah. That's the thing too, she is breaks her cast. Yeah. On her own. <laughs> the character of Annie, which is sad. Like again, having just seen the second one, she takes a step back in the second one where she's even more useless. You know, in the first movie, she's not like an action hero. She's, you know, she's a hostage. And in the beginning she drives the bus, but that's about it. She's not fighting anybody. She doesn't even punch Dennis Hopper. Like she's not fighting the one scene that she had in Speed 2 with a chainsaw was embarrassing. Like, she didn't even know how to operate it. She wasn't wielding <laughs> it to fight, you know, bad guys. She's no so, Leatherface. Yeah, she doesn't need to do anything. She just needs or to is she? fuss. So Speed 4 would then be the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. And yes. she wields yes. a chainsaw. We're going yes. about this. The, the, let's scrap everything. Zombie speed. No. <laughs> that was World War Z. Well, that, th- so th- this is what this is what I think we could do. What what about this as as kind of the opening? Because I I think we've got a bunch of good through lines here, and we're just trying to figure out where does Sandra Bullock fit in. What if at the beginning, like Jack gets his his new partner? So his new partner is you know Harry's daughter. So there's that kind of that learning you know didn't get to know each other trust each other all of that and then what if sandra bullock shows up what if she finally you know how she was like in the second one she's so against cops and putting yourself in danger and all that what if she just said for you know forget all that i'm gonna be a cop and, and what if she gets into it so now there's kind of that tension situation where she's now in the department now they do have to they're not partners but uh, you know or i don't know maybe uh, no you don't, you don't like that you no. don't like her becoming a cop it's getting a little too comic <laughs> reliefish no yeah. superman no yeah right. didn't you see that movie where she pretended to be a cop Oh boy! God, I did, I no, did she was supposed to be the cop. It was oh, the other, okay. I don't but, remember. Or, 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 I mean, but like, how, I guess the what? How are they going to? Are we just saying it's the bomb situation that then is what gets them connected again? Because the first bomb is, or second bomb is related. I, I would to definitely her. say there's a trail of situations. Maybe not a bomb every time because okay. that would be tiring and repetitive um but lead it along and the trail leads to her and potentially the whole time maybe the daughter knows maybe she doesn't that her Mm -hmm. dad's alive but it's been harry all along orchestrating her getting into the academy becoming his partner getting close to him Mm -hmm. and uh unknowingly or knowingly just being the informant for him and yet being his hand on the scene kind mm-hmm. of thing. Okay. And then and then I I think just to go if we're going if we're just going to go in that direction then so now, you know, again, I, I think she should know. I think Justin's point is valid that it's it's much more exciting if she was in on it the whole Actually, time. Actually, you know what? Now it. that sorry to interrupt Adam, yeah. I think that now that Jeremy's brought that in, 
I think that to solve Jeff's problem and to solve the um, to solve to solve all the problems, uh, to have not have Sandra Bullock in it, to have Harry's daughter be a star, someone who's very famous and that people love. And Jennifer Lawrence. Have Jennifer oh, Lawrence. Gosh. Hell yes. Enough. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> I I I can give enough. someone else a chance. Come That's on. Uh, so somebody, another another star, up and comer, whatever. Um, have that be the have Sandra Bullock then be separated. Sandra Bullock's not in the movie, but have her be the love interest. But she is unknowingly the whole time Jeff Daniels. Eisenhower somehow she's got a camera on her. She's got a bug that she's got on her. So she's, he's tracking them the whole time. Whatever his whole plot was to get her into the academy, get her to be his. He's orchestrated it the whole time, but she's innocent. And at the end, they oh, do okay. fall in love, despite the fact yeah, that her I mean, dad is beheaded and blown up in a giant <laughs> explosion on a high speed rail. And that Jack is what twenty years her senior. Yeah. They're not, no, maybe there should be you know, a love story, but a, there's <laughs> like, like maybe Jack becomes late. more like she's... the father figure that she didn't have now that her dad was dead type thing. You know, like he's the oh, kind of the more paternal. Thing. Yeah, this is this is quickly nose diving. Why well, is there a father figure romance? Uh, no. <laughs> no. no, no, no. I'm just saying no not romance, kind of no romance in, the, in this scenario. But just I, make him a male cougar. Like really, like he's uh, any of the young ladies, and he, she that's likes called the a older creeper. That yeah. in most movies today, the age difference between the guy and the girl that fall in love is, uh, is a, little, a little far, a little, many years. Yeah. I, I think we need to keep Sandra Bullock in it because Jeff's point earlier was strong is we do need that chemistry. I, th- I think that's important. But I think we, we do have to figure out because because it's like, you know, when he's on the job, he's with Harry's daughter. Okay, and when he, you know, and yes, the whole movie is kind of them on the job, but I think there needs to be these these scenes aside. It won't be as high octane as the first film and where he is with Sandra Bullock for a portion of that and the daughter is gone. So so that's why there is the suspect kind of situation where he's not sure because like, well, she was gone during this period where stuff was happening type of thing right and he's with sandra bullock in that moment dealing with everything but i do believe she does have to die she does have to get blown up by one of the bombs i think that's because it'll be unexpected and it'll be like they really did it they actually killed her character type thing and it makes it huge and then yes maybe at the end she's not really dead and she comes back but yeah obviously speed four is she's now the villain (laughs) anybody who gets blown up everybody dies comes back evil well, because I do think, like, because again, like, I, I'm a, I'm a believer that the the magic of speed and what made speed so appealing was the fact that there wasn't like, you know, what's their home life like? How are they with their wives? Nobody cares. Like that's so it's like we can't yeah. do like, let, let's let's have a scene with like you know Keanu and Sandra at their home. Like I, I just don't think something no. like that would right. work. No. no. But that's where I still feel like, especially because like if we do the bombs placed around the city idea is that there's got to be that connection where Keanu is like wait a minute these all seem very very familiar and so it's like that's why I feel like it can be yeah that can be how you're drawing Sandra Bullock in because they're you know it that's what makes it obvious that he's targeting Jack 
Right, and she's reluctant to be a part of it the whole time, just like in all the other movies where she's like, ah, what's going on here? I just, ah, you know, like that type of attitude. Like, no, 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 what's, you know, like, <gasps> so I think that, that would play very well. I just had it. If you want someone to blow up, opening scene, we blow up Jason Patrick. Yes! <laughs> he blows Yay. up. Let's go for it. <laughs> Everybody celebrate. Oh, Jason Patrick. You know, I think earlier I called him Robert Patrick, which would be awesome too. Get the T one thousand in there, and you've got you got Dude. a whole new movie. <laughs> so, just so I'm understanding, so I think I mean it sounds like we pretty much have it figured out, right? Well, yeah, plot wise. Now let's let's talk about some of our cast and crew. Review who we have, who's still around, who can we bring in? Well, just off the bat, just to check them off, we have Keanu back. We have Sandra Bullock back, yeah. and then we have uh, Jeff Daniels will be Jeff back Daniels. at the end as as a barbecued Harry. <laughs> I would like I, I would kind of like to throw like a shout out to give like a cameo to Alan Ruck. I think that would oh, be enjoyable. Yeah. He's just great in anything, yeah. So throw him in and, there. And Tune Man. Tune Man. Yeah, the guy in the car. Oh, who was in the second one, too. Who was in the second one, He yeah. was like the hero in the second one. It was very awkward. <laughs> he can be in there, I yeah, guess. Yeah, he'll definitely have show. his moment. Now, what about, so for Harry's daughter, I'm just going to throw this out there just because I want to see her in more movies. She was my favorite part of G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. But okay. Rachel Nichols, uh, I don't know if you remember her. She played a Scarlet. And she's she's just the hottest thing ever on screen. My wife's gonna listen to this. Sorry, dear. Good. I, <laughs> you're beautiful. <laughs> she is burning but up the screen. Your wife's not on screen, so you're off the hook. Yeah, exactly. I have no no intentions here. But no, but I just think she's she's so engaging, and she is like like Justin was saying, a young up and coming type actress. That it, you know, I don't think you want like a super name in that role necessarily. Maybe that is kind of somebody's breakout role in a way. Yeah. So I, I throw I throw that out there as one possible suggestion. What do you guys have? Hmm. Well, who was what was her name again? Rachel Nichols. Rachel Nichols. Yes, definitely yeah, look like her I up. What talking about? Yeah, because my thought, my first thought, although you're right, I do like that idea where it's like it'd be good to get an up and comer as opposed to a, a pre-established like a like a Jessica Alba or something like that. Yeah, no Megan uh, Fox, please. No Megan Fox. What about uh, Chloe Grace Moritz? Oh yeah, I mean she's what she's got. Is she like twenty something now? Nineteen? Yeah, I don't know. she's she's, she's out not of the hit girl anymore. Age, I guess. Well, I mean, what was her last thing though? I mean, was it was it just that movie uh, with Kristen Stewart about the uh, the Runaways? Was that her last deal? Uh, no, I know no, there was Carrie. Carrie, and I know there was another movie that came out. Uh, the the if I stay right where she like dies and she gives like a teen angst love she, movie. She feels too young to. She always seems very young to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah she has a real baby young. face. What what's the age range we're looking for here? I'm thinking like 25 to 30 somewhere yeah, in there. I'd agree. Yeah, Rachel Nichols. She looks older. Mm-hmm. Granted, she's 35. Yeah. But older than the age range we'd really be looking for here. Because you're looking for somebody who's she's fired. a couple years out of the academy, has worked yeah. her way up to being on the bomb squad or the high-pressure situations right. as partner with the guy who's always involved with everything that goes on. 
Anne Hathaway. <laughs> oh, Done. much younger. What about Mila Mila Kunis? Oh, dude. Mm, did you see Jupiter Ascending? I, I did. did. I don't yeah. know that she's got it quite. I don't. I, no. I love her. By the on way, best I hope all of show, these people end up listening to this podcast so perfect. they can hear us so judging judge the crap that. out of them. I, I think they would. Ag- I think they would agree on Jupiter Ascending. Like. <laughs> Mila's like, yeah, that was crap. Yeah, horrible <laughs> movie, but uh, I, it, decent actors. Yeah, you know, someone else that kind of has the more s- serious style to her, I was thinking, was like Kristen Bell. I mean, I know she's a little bit older too, um, but but I feel like she could kind of play that kind of hard nosed uh, style too. I don't know if you guys yeah, watch like Veronica her. Mars or anything like that. I don't know. She always just seems so sarcastic to me. Is that yeah, just me? a little bit? A little bit. Where, yeah, she just seems but I mean, couldn't couldn't that work in her favor, sort of like because again, you you don't know if she, is she kind of hiding her emotions because she's damaged for the death of her father, or is she what hiding about, it uh, because she's what about evil? Kate Mara? You know, huh? Kate Mara. Kate Mara. I, I don't. Uh, she was say in Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. In... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's not she bad. Was in House of Cards. She's in the wheelhouse, and she yeah. looks like she could actually be related to Jeff Daniels. That's true. Amanda yeah. Seyfried? What, how do you say it? The girl from Seyfried. Ted? Seyfried? I, I don't see she her She looks too much it. like an anime character. Yeah. And wow. I, <laughs> giant eyes. I just, I don't Again, see her as a hard I really hope they all can listen to these. Right. What about, ooh, ooh, how about this one? What if we go for like a, uh, as opposed to discovering, this is a rebirth, Lindsay Lohan. Oh, wow. She wow. definitely looks older than that age range. Uh, is she now? Yeah, she's oh, had some hard drugs, man. Hard living. She looks like she's in her late forties now. Yeah. Oh, no. New name of the podcast: the Judgmental Podcast. Yeah, we, we just we just tear down Hollywood actors and actresses. <laughs> hey, we're doing exactly what they do in Hollywood. Yeah, right? I mean, that's what say. it comes down to. Yeah, so, now they're she looks all like wonderful. She's in her late fifties. Well, I don't know <laughs> Well, it sounds like no one was terribly opposed to Kate Mara. Yeah, uh, I think she'd be great. And she's totally, like, becoming an action person. Yes. It seems yeah. like. So I think she'd be kind of perfect. Okay. Now, is there anybody else that we feel like we're missing or that we just need to include? I mean, she was really the only new character right. that was, like, a main character in, in our Right. Pitch, so. I think that's pretty much it, dude. That's the only we got everybody. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, the what about, like, a, an obvious one would be police chief? Like, are we going to go with the same? I don't even know if what's-his-name is still around. <laughs> the guy that did it in the first one. Oh, yeah. Totally. That, that same guy. Is he still? He was, a, he was in Terminator 2 as well. <laughs> oh, you're right. That's that guy. Miles Dyson. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was a- but, but he was head of the SWAT. I don't think he was the police <laughs> chief, was he? He did breathe. What? He was just head of the SWAT team, wasn't well, he? Well, he was the bo- his boss, basically. Oh, Keanu right. needs a boss. Yeah. yeah. Joe Morton, right? Right. Yeah, Joe yeah, Morton. Yeah, I think so. He's a little on the older side now. But maybe that would be great. You know, he's just like, Jack, you've been putting me through this for years. <laughs> you know, like, he's just like... <laughs> He is still alive. What about uh, what about what about Peter Dinklage as the boss? <laughs> oh, come on. When in doubt. <laughs> he's amazing. He's pretty just much in everything it. now. He yeah. Is, but... I do. I do have to say that Justin is the one who introduced me to Peter Dinklage as an actor years and years ago. Say we got to go see this movie, The Station Agent. Dude, I have. I still have that movie on DVD. It's so good. <laughs> it is. It's good. It's so good. 
Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like that would be uh, that would be a little bit. I don't know. I, I think no, 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 no. That was that was a joke. That was a joke. Okay. It should definitely be the same guy. If we're gonna have it in the same world, I think it should definitely be the same guy. If he's still, oh, if he's still, still around, still working. I mean, I guess if I think Jack is still working, then Joe. Yeah. yeah. Then the boss could still be working. Yeah, and and I think you're right with Alan Ruck because my one of my suggestions is going to be we do need somebody who was on that bus. Right. to factor yeah. in and just like i said just a cameo yeah but maybe that's where one of the bombs is planted again to connect everything oh, yeah. is is with alan ruck somewhere because he was the guy who was mm. the most nervous and thinking they weren't going to survive and all that you yeah. know so i think that'd be perfect for him to show up in that in that kind of role um but good so all right sweet all right got all our peoples yep we have a good cast good crew soundscape Oh yeah. wow! Oh yeah, we definitely need a high octane. Like, right. basically, whoever does the Game of Thrones should do our. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Game of Thrones is too too heavy though. Too there's no gravitas here. Oh, this is just because it's the thing too. Now sequels have in the past, and I think I don't I don't know. I mean, Adam, you seem to know this stuff better than I do, but I don't know that I've ever heard it work well where a sequel uses the same music from the first. Um, I mean, like, you know, if, if there's like a title theme, obviously like Star Wars or Back to the Future, sure. all of that. But right. but throughout but the rest like of the... the film, yeah, I mean, usually you want something a little different. I mean, but that's the question. Now, are we looking at it from a perspective of, okay, this is going to be a scored film just like the others are? Or is are we looking at maybe like, you know, a tie-in with an actual artist or something? I mean, kind of like Daft Punk did with Tron Legacy. It's like, okay, Daft Punk yeah, is going to do the score for the entire film. I think that's the way the a lot of film. places are going. I think that's a great idea, Adam. Mm-hmm. I think we should go with So, but like, who, who fits this idea of speed with bombs and a bullet train? Which um, would be a great t- song title, by the can, way. Can I make a suggestion here? Let's just go crazy and go Skrillex. Yeah. I mean, yes. Now, for my pitch, he was the one who was going to score my movie, obviously. He's the hottest DJ out there. So yeah, that yeah. Just, go, just go EDM on this, and you should have a good soundtrack. Yeah, I think totally. Get get really any of those guys. Get Daft Punk to do it. I mean, get somebody who's going to have that, like, because it can't, these days, that soundtrack for speed, the original speed, would be too slow. I don't know about that. I think that. you need something even... I- I think you need something even faster for today's generation. I, I really, really do. But but I don't think I think techno would be too electronic or too what's the word too I guess electronic or just synthesis whatever is that I don't know as I feel like I mean Daft Punk works so well with Tron because Tron was so technological and so like having techno with tech it worked well. That's why I feel like I don't know like doing a DJ where it doesn't have to be techno it can be more of like a beat and stuff like that right right then it seems what uh, like a lot of people are doing these days and i think that what would work well is if you had somebody like skrillex or you had somebody that i don't know if they've done a ton of movies or tv or anything like that have this be like their debut and have it not be you know like jeff was saying it wouldn't fit if it was a like techno super techno style but have them go in the style of the original speed but bring it up to date and make it new and hmm. yeah so, i mean because otherwise you're going to get like hans zimmer in the dark night where it's just a bunch right. of noises you know and i don't think we want that either so i, th- I think that's fair where you you kind of leave it open to a an artist that can kind of just sculpt it and say okay this is what i do because i uh, like trent Reznor did for uh 
the social network again it, it didn't sound like nine inch nails you know he just produced totally. a score yeah. that worked so yeah no no i, I yeah. think that's great but let's give let's let's throw skrillex a bone here let's get him into hollywood doing Yay. that kind of stuff we have the power let's get him away from bieber <laughs> oh my god guys justin bieber does the main song <laughs> the credits roll and it's where are you now that's how that song goes right <laughs> uh, that's pretty close i'm happy to say i Thanks. know zero justin bieber songs i could ah uh, man you gotta turn on the radio <laughs> I the what it. i know Wait, right? you have a radio i yeah. know what the radio I, I, I used to. I now I now have the Bluetooth and the radios going out the door. Gotcha. I didn't think Priuses came with radios. Don't they have like yeah? Something no, like no. That? I mean, it does have a radio on it, but I don't press that button. Oh, okay. <laughs> my radio is a '90s ultimate playlist on my iPod. Nice. <laughs> I have not progressed past 1999. Oh, you are missing so much. <laughs> <laughs> Says the DJ. Yeah. Okay, so one thing that we are missing with this, if we're going to market this as like we we saw the colossal failure that Speed 2 was. Oh, God, yeah. We need an insane title that's going to grab the attention. We also need to figure out how we can pitch this to the general public as not just a straight-to-DVD sequel. Okay. <laughs> well, first of all, it, I, I just have spec. to say, the, the logo itself, Speed, it ha- it, you know, it's Speed 3, essentially, but the S at the beginning has to be a 3. Like, like they did with like the Fantastic Four movie just came out. We always – why do we come back to this film? We're, like We always talk about the new Fantastic the, Four. The S? Well, no, because no, they did – Or the fan- E. That the S, but I guess you're right. It probably would make more sense. But there's two E's, so I would say like make make the S at the beginning kind of stylized to be a three, and it's just it's threed, it's threed, <laughs> which is what everybody would call it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but otherwise, oh because God. I don't know, yes. I, that's that's yes. what people are doing these days. You know, I second Adam's threed. <laughs> I want it to be threed so badly. <laughs> Uh, well, and I think Jeremy to to start off like for one, and it's it's why people went to go see Speed Two, even though it was horrible, was because because Sandra Bullock was in it. So I think in a big way, even maybe even more so now that Sandra Bullock is, I don't know if she's bigger than she was back then, but she's pretty darn big. Is that you throw the two of them up on a poster and like you're already doing pretty good. I mean, a lot of sins will be forgiven. Because they're seeing those two faces together. That's true. Yes, getting them back together will help with the public's opinion of it, rather than just one of them. But uh, right, are we, oh, are we gonna agree. are we gonna I, subtitle I this? No, that didn't work well. Yeah, uh, I, I think again to distance it. Yeah, from right, the second. Speed. I honestly, I think you gotta go with speed three. You gotta just call it speed yeah. again. Yeah, I, th- I I don't think you can call it the same thing. I think there's some sort of a law against that. But I, I think you're right. I'm like Adam, if you can come up with some sort of a an image to show us what thrapeed would look like, <laughs> I might be behind it. But I do kind of like like it's funny too because and I'm looking at the the original poster right now where it just shows Keanu staring right at us and a bus bursting through flames which never happened in the movie i don't know what they're they just added flames to it <laughs> jumping over the 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 the, the overpass. no dude the when overpass. the uh, when the bus blows up when he uh the when he yeah. gets the call 
Well, yeah, what what if it's? I don't think that's what they're showing us, though. I no, think they just definitely that's not players. what they're showing us. <laughs> but so the same thing to show, like, because then they tried to do something similar with Speed Two, except for they made the entire poster like look like they were. I don't know what it, you know what you know what I'm talking about where there's those lines that run all the way through the poster to make yeah. it look fast it was horrible it ugh, it well, just it, gives me chills looking at it. It just it was just Jason Patrick and and Sandra Bullock kind of close up, right? It was just a close up picture of the two of them exactly. with those speed lines. Yeah, so it wasn't like it was just at an angle. It was kind of odd. So I mean, if, right. if we're looking at the poster, I'd be obviously like in this case we're talking about the set. You know, we have the bombs and we have the the bullet train type situation um but do we really need to show that or is it is i mean i i, I guess what i'm trying to do we want to reveal anything in the poster because like what came to my mind no it, it gives it away like would be him holding sandra bullock who has been blown to bits type thing but that's too much no. No, too i much think away. you just make it the words you just make it the the three peed I don't think that's a, I, <laughs> with I their names with bullock Reeves, or whatever I agree with Jeremy, though. I feel like that's not quite enough anymore because of Speed 2. Like, I feel like we need something to let them know, hey, guys, we got it this time. Don't worry. Like, please forgive us, but trust us. Like, it's not just that we got these two, but we actually got something else. Where, like, maybe... I think once they see... If they see their names on it, I mean, I I watch trailers on uh, iTunes, iTunes trailers on my Apple TV, and like you see who's in it. So if I saw Speed Three and I was like, "Oh crap, that that could be terrible," but I'm gonna click on it because I'm a Speed fan and I see the cast, I'm like, "Yes." Now what? What if it's trailer. what if it's lenticular? So so at, at the poster is there and it does just say the thrupede. <laughs> and then <laughs> Love it. and then when but as you walk past it, then you do see Keanu and Sandra Bullock kind of beneath it. So they kind of appear, you know, with like very you know intense action star faces maybe an explosion behind him but it's just kind of the the poster itself is like an interesting marketing live billboard type thing where you see that occur and maybe that kind of helps the the scenario you get both i wonder because for for me the whole idea was that the concept of the speed in the movie was going to be the fact that he had to rush from bomb to bomb to bomb to bomb right that could be like to show and I, and you know i hadn't figured out how they were going to get there like it could show the two of them on a motorcycle like blazing through an intersection or something action oriented to let them know that it's not a boring trip on a boat this time yeah no mm-hmm. i i think that works i mean is there an, any other type of vehicle right now that's not a segway that's like the vehicle <laughs> of the future that's not a smart car um <laughs> dude we could have them on one of those things where like you just kind of not the segway it's a segway without the handles <laughs> they were just called yeah. the quote hoverboard but it is yeah. not a hoverboard what about yeah, a the non hoverboard hoverboard what about a um a, what are they called the the magnetic electric ones um the uh shoot not Luxor. What the heck are those cars cars called? Nobody. It's not ringing a bell with anyone. Tesla. Magnetic Tesla. Electric. Yes. Oh, a Tesla, Tesla car. All right. Those are kind of cars of the future. What if it? Because it's the same thing. You know, in the in the. But in are the they fast? Oh, they are, dude. Oh, they God. are crazy they've, fast. I test drove one. They've gotten insane day. mode. Did you? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Tesla, it is. That's awesome. Because yeah, you got it. Because you again, yeah. we're off, trying to offer something new, and it's right. again, it's not the crux of the film, but there's like oh, and then Tesla is all tied into the marketing boost for them, boost for the film, and, and yeah, yeah. I, I think that's great. Because you're right. Then it does make it 21st century. 
It's like, here is something new you're going to want to see. Um, Three-peed Tesla. <laughs> Tesla presents three-peed. <laughs> when <laughs> Harry killed Annie. <laughs> Speaking of which, if, if we're going with that. that now, the tagline for the first film was terrible. I mean, it was, it was well, showered, most right? of them in the '90s were terrible. Yeah, that's true. Was, what was, was the tagline? It was, it was. Are you ready for rush hour? I think is what ah. it was. It was just like, uh. which is all you needed in the '90s. That yeah. was so, right, but before the rush hour films came out, possibly uh. the inspiration to get Jackie <laughs> Chan and Chris Tucker together. Speed. Are you ready for rush hour? It's like Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan. <laughs> Why did we think of that one? It was a prequel. <laughs> But um, but yeah, like so. I mean, do we do we need that? Like to bring it back? Uh, like to again, maybe if because if it was the case where we just had the title logo, maybe the tagline is what could sell it, as opposed to an image. You know what we're saying? Like you know, we have Sandra Bullock, Keanu Reeves, Thrippied, and then we have this tagline that basically just says, you know, uh, you know can't kill momentum even 20 years on or something that's terrible but you know i'm saying like something already in theaters jk (laughs) (laughs) well what about like i kind of like as long as it's a good one i kind of like one word promos i don't know well you've got the title (laughs) but then the one word is some sort of a fast word rush hurry ready Mm -hmm. go go what about go yeah Actually, that that could be. Does that work? Just speed animalist. force go. Yeah, just go. But it's it's not written. It's so it's not speed go. Yeah. But it's speed. But then like it's almost like the quote from it is That's, go. No, I was thinking about like because in a lot of movies they do like um like get ready for this June whatever and so ours is just go and the date. And that should and that should be what the uh, what the actual you know whoever the mastermind is how he's communicating after he gives the first introduction to Jack like hey. This is what's happening now. And you got, and then you just go. And then that's the beginning. You know, so that could be like that epic moment of the film yeah. uh, uh, you know, that kicks it off. So that that's why we use it. It's just go. And that's the end of our trailer, uh, the end of our teaser trailer. Yep. Too. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Bring all it right. on. It's like go because it's speed. Also go see the movie. Go also everything. go use the bathroom because that trailer was so amazing. <laughs> it works on so many levels. Dude. Uh, well, awesome. I don't know. I, I'm getting excited for, for this. Uh, I, you know, again, I didn't care about the other two, but this one, this one sounds like it's got something. I have speed bumps. Yes. <laughs> yes. You worked it in. <laughs> You've been waiting all show to exactly. put in that joke. I, <laughs> yeah. All um, right. Any parting thoughts? Uh, go speed. Three P. speed. There were a couple, and I don't know, just because I, I really love movie trivia, so I was looking into it today. For the original speed, is that one, the director, it was his first movie first movie that he directed he was a cinematographer this was his first movie that he directed wow he brought in joss whedon to redo the dialogue oh, really? because they thought they thought that keanu's character was too john mcclane so instead all of those scenes where he's just like what's the one that he does with the guy with the gun i don't care about your crime i'm sure you're sorry that was all joss whedon because he's like He's a real sensitive guy, and I guess Keanu said, like, from his studying in Point Break, he's like, no, cops really care about people. So his he was supposed to be the compassionate, the compassionate guy. Yeah, I got um, that from his performance. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. 
apparently when they finished making it, or even like they finished making it and the buzz had already started, like the word of mouth spread about the movie even before it came out. And so the director always said, I will never make a sequel. It doesn't need a sequel. It's not supposed to have a sequel. But then Fox was like, uh, no, you need a sequel. And they expected, even before the movie came out, they expected Keanu and Sandra Bullock to make a sequel, even though it wasn't in their contract. Both of them saw the script for Speed 2. Neither of them wanted to do it. So Keanu said, to heck with this. And he went off and made The Devil's Advocate, which Fox was outraged at and started a slander campaign against Keanu Reeves because of that. Wow. Sandra Bellick only agreed to do Speed 2 because Fox agreed to support or to fund Hope Floats, which was her big movie that she was really excited about. And oh, I was like, because they paid her in gold. Exactly. Well, they did. That's the other part. She's not the main character in Speed 2, Jason Patrick is, but she got paid three times as much money to do that movie, even though she's oh, only, sure. you know, kind of like a side character well what did jason patrick have he had the lost boys what else was he known for really well nothing that was the thing and they were real nervous because i guess what was it i was reading to sandra bullock sandra bullock wanted matthew mcconaughey to fill in for 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 jack and uh or to be that would have been awesome but matthew mcconaughey didn't want to do it they had like a whole bunch of different ones and then they went with jason patrick which even the director was like who no i don't know but then they talked him into it the director decided to write the second one, so they didn't ask the screenwriter back from the first one, so that's why he wrote it. <laughs> wow. And he rejected all of the Doomed scripts that they the gave beginning. him. Yeah, they re- he rejected all the scripts that they gave him, and he instead said, I've been having a nightmare about this uh, cruise liner, so let's make a movie about a cruise liner. Oh, wow. So I thought that was very interesting. Wow. All right. Right. Well, let me throw one more oh, yeah. Adam for you because uh, I know you said you're not uh, a big appreciator of these kind of films or anything like that. But one thing for me that I really appreciate is realizing that like most of the stunt work and the special effects, like they did most of those things. Like the bus jumping over that, that actually happened. That wasn't special effects. They they literally had one guy in that bus driving it over and they're like will it go 50 feet and they weren't convinced that it did and then it went 70 feet and then it shattered their camera on the other side of the of the thing so it's yeah. pretty impressive all of the, like, i actually watched on youtube this little 25 minute uh, hbo the making of speed from 1994 oh, yeah. hosted by dennis wow. hopper and and they showed <laughs> nice. the footage of that how they had to create an actual rig for the person driving to be like suspended so and die. not really sitting because of the way the bus landed. Like he's like, it would have broken my back if they hadn't put me in the su- suspension system. And plus it went like way higher. Like you said that they ever planned for that job. Now on, on the podcast I was listening to one of the, one of the passengers on the bus claimed that they were in the bus when that happened. And all the other people, they'd be like, no, we were not in that bus. No one was in but they bus. did do a small jump where they were all in the bus, but just, yeah, not oh, the big wow. one, obviously. Oh, and speaking of which, like you mentioned before about how they originally were going to have like it be about the bus and the people on the bus and stuff like that, is that that was another change that Joss Whedon made, is that one of the specific ones was Alan Ruck's character. Alan Ruck was supposed to be a jerky lawyer that was like just mean to everybody, and instead he's like, no, let's make him like a goofy tourist sort of a fellow. Nice. Okay. All right, well, that's it for this week. Until next time.
we thank you for joining us for this episode of Sequel Quest P.O.D. We hope you'll return next time when we discuss another film that never was. For more made-up movie fun, visit SequelQuestPod.com to see the schedule of films to be discussed in upcoming episodes, fan art submissions, and more. Follow us on Twitter at SQPod and share your ideas on our Facebook page. The films and characters discussed on Sequel Quest POD are the property of their respective studios and license holders. No copyright infringement is intended. That was wow. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Wor- words. Okay, oh, now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was worried. Did, did, did Jeremy? I, did I fell die? asleep. Is he gone? I think every, I think every time Jeremy starts a talk, let's just start a conversation. <laughs> Good. All right. I say all right. Way too much. Yeah. Having we, we listened all have our thing. to all these podcasts so far, all right is my thing. Mine's you know. You know. You, you should know. definitely you try have a sign off. There you go. You could try okie dokie or. <laughs> Ooh, um, um is a really good um one. Um is a good one. So, in or, other words, or more so in editing, it's um, uh, maybe. Tried duh. Duh. Or just some nonsensical. Oh, yeah. Crazy. We're keeping all of this, right? This is quality podcast, right here. Yes, yes. Let's try the intro one more time. We are going to take this back from the top. <laughs>